As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. One of MLS's brightest young stars will be heading to Chelsea. Gabriel Gagas-Lunina's $10 million move is now official, and Paul Tenorio is here to talk about what it means for Chelsea, the Chicago Fire, the U.S. men's national team, and of course, Slonina himself. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Wednesday, August 3rd. All right, it is Wednesday here on Soccer Every Day, and I have with me Paul Tenorio, uh, Paul Gabriel Gagaslunina of the Chicago Fire is on his way to Chelsea. You reported a few days ago that it is a $10 million fee with escalators that could take the fee higher. That deal has officially gone official today as we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, he's going to finish out the season with Chicago and then move to Chelsea in January. Paul, Gagaslunina, one of the uh, biggest most promising goalkeeper prospects in the U.S. national team pool and MLS. Um, for anybody that hasn't watched maybe a lot of the Chicago Fire this year, or a lot of MLS, or a lot of Gagas Lunina specifically, what has he done to attract the attention of a club like Chelsea? Well, I think the most important thing is that he's shown a maturity as a young goalkeeper that he can handle being a starting goalkeeper at a level like Major League Soccer um, as an 18-year-old. It requires not just good skill as a goalkeeper, but you need to be mature beyond your years. You need to be able to handle those big moments, handle the mistakes, the goals that you give up. And um, he's shown an ability to do all of that. It hasn't been a perfect season for Gagaslonina. He does have 10 shutouts. The MLS single season record is 17. So, you know, not too shabby. He's got 11 games to go to try to hit that mark. Um, but he's had some shaky games here and there, and I think, but I think it's been a positive in a way because we've seen him respond to those shaky games and come back to being um, what we saw earlier in the year, which is a very, very, very solid goalkeeper. Um, can make the big saves in one-on-one situations. Can make the big saves when called upon it in a game uh, when when you know you're preserving a shutout or you've got a draw or you're got a lead you're protecting. Um, obviously, still some areas that he needs to work on, but. When you talk to people around the fire, when you talk to people who have been around Slonina with the national team, the thing that they talk about first is his attitude um, and his maturity as as a person. And I think 
um, I think that certainly contributed to to this transfer and, and to the belief that he can be a goalkeeper that continues to grow and, and can handle the highest levels of the game. Now, could we see the the Chicago Fire's season has sort of mirrored uh, that of Salinas? I, I might say it's been up and down. Sometimes they're looking good. Sometimes they're looking less good. They're on the edge of the playoffs right now in the East. Um, do you think that maybe this transfer, since he'll be playing the rest of the season for the Fire, will help the Fire maybe move into one of those playoff spots? Uh, who do they who do they have behind them that could? Uh, or that would have maybe had a chance that now won't. <laughs> yeah, I think um, certainly it helps them to keep Slonina. Um, you know, they have other options at goalkeeper, but I think Agus Slonina is, is very clearly the number one there. We've got another young goalkeeper, Chris Brady, who I think will be given a chance to win the job next year. He just signed a long-term contract um, with the Fire where they were kind of saying, look, you are our goalkeeper of the future once Slonina moves on. This was always the plan. They understood that now was the time to sell him. Um, but you're right. The, the Fire have kind of been up and down and more up than down recently. They've gone now four games unbeaten, um, three in a row, uh, a win streak of three in a row that just ended with a draw at home against Atlanta United. Um, so, you know, can they make a push into the playoffs? Maybe. They need a, they need some help still. They need defensive help especially. Um, I think the attacking side of things is starting to come together a little bit more. But that's what's been, to me, most impressive about Selena. The early part of the season, they played very defensively, and that contributed a lot to the shutouts that we see. Um, there were a couple games where Slonina didn't even face a shot. Uh, so, you know, can't really chalk too much up to his ability there. But MLS is a league that is driven by attacking talent, and there's a huge gap between the attacking talent in this in this league, the, n- the number of players and the level of those players, and the defensive talent in this league. And so he's faced very good attacking players, and he's faced quality shots quality opportunities and he's been able to um to step up to those so with slonina do i think the fire can make a a charge toward a playoff spot in the eastern conference which is down this year yes i do i think it would have been more difficult without him um i just think that he has become such an important part of the team um that you know the, the fire clearly felt it was important that he stayed here and i think it was important for slonina's development to continue to get games here for the reasons i just said before before this is a good strong attacking league and a real test for goalkeepers you mentioned that uh the fire knew that the time to move selenina was now which i think is interesting considering he's so young he got his first start uh, at 17 he's 18 years old now was there interest uh, in him elsewhere aside from chelsea or was chelsea really the one main biggest bigger bidder uh for for his uh his services yeah i mean it's Kind of a bit of both. I mean, Chelsea was kind of clearly the team that was leading the charge here. And it always felt like Gaga Slonina was going to end up at Chelsea. Um, there was a blip in the in the discussions around Slonina with Real Madrid. There was actually an offer made by Real Madrid. But that offer, according to my sources, was well below his market value. And it almost felt like an offer saying, yes, we have interest. Um, but where where that interest is, how real how strong that interest is, um, you know, it's kind of usually dictated by the terms of the offer. Um, so the fact that it came in as low as it did, you know, shows that, you know, they were interested, but maybe not at the higher levels that the fire were expecting and, and, and that there was clear interest from big clubs. So, um, you know, besides that Real Madrid offer, I think it was, it was very, very clear that Chelsea was going to be the team. And I think the fire understood that Slonina and his family felt like Europe was the place for him to go next. Obviously, he has a Polish background as well as a Polish passport. Um, and, and so I think just his family background, you know, 
kind of dictated to him that that was the place where he felt he could go and develop next. Uh, what'll be interesting is what happens now uh, or in January rather when, when the MLS season is done and he heads to London, you know, what is the plan that Chelsea has for him? This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, that was leads us very nicely into my next question for you, because when you think of American players at Chelsea, you obviously might now think of Christian Pulisic, who is, you know, in and out of the starting lineup, but at least getting games. But you might also think of Matt Miazga, who moved to Chelsea in 2016 and has since been on a series of loans all over Europe and uh, hasn't really gotten too close to the U.S. national team, certainly not very much in the picture uh, right now. Do you think that there's a chance that Slonina could be in for an experience like Miazga? Or maybe you could look at Zach Steffen at Man City and his series of loans or sitting on the bench behind uh, somebody like Ederson. Um, or is it a little bit too early to make that judgment, considering that he literally moved officially today? <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, I really had hoped that you were going to say, when you think of Chelsea and Americans, you think of Matt Miazga and just completely skip over Christian Plitt, <laughs> Um, which would have been uh, amazing. It would have been something. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> no I, I think it is difficult to note. What complicates this is that he's so young. He's 18 years old. He has, he'll have essentially a year of professional experience, a year and a half of professional experience going to Chelsea, which is great for a player of his age to have as many starts as he's going to have at the first team level. Um, but yeah, I would think that the comparison will more likely look like Zach Steffen than it will Matt Miazga. I would expect that Chelsea is going to want to see Gaga Slonina play in English football um, as soon as they can. And so I would expect a loan somewhere, uh, probably into the championship, somewhere where he can play. But that's, you know, again, he's going to be an 18, 19-year-old goalkeeper. It's not going to be easy to find a team that's going to want a, a goalkeeper that young to walk into the team and start, even with the pedigree of Gaga Slonina. So, you know, it'll be interesting really to see what sort of plan they have for him. Uh, you know, for me, when I sit back and look at the big picture for Slonina, you know, maybe the best situation is that he goes to Chelsea. He trains with Chelsea for the rest of the, the season from January through the summer and gets his exposure to English football, gets his exposure to that level, starts to work with the Chelsea coaches and the older goalkeepers there, the other goalkeepers there. And then in the summer, makes a move on loan somewhere within Europe, whether that's to Germany, like Zach Steffen did into the Bundesliga, whether that is to the championship or elsewhere. I think, you know, probably the best idea would be for him to go somewhere where he can continue to get games and continue to develop. It will be interesting to see Chris Brady, the other Chicago fire goalkeeper has been the starting goalkeeper for the U S under 20 team. Slonina was turning down essentially or wasn't released for the U20s as he was in the World Cup picture 
uh, the, the picture for the USMNT, you know, will that change at all? You know, will Slonina be somebody who goes and plays at the under 20 World Cup? And how does that maybe change how teams think about him as well? So there's a lot of things that can happen between um, between now and next summer. Um, and I would expect that Chelsea's kind of watching watching that versus trying to maybe find somewhere for him immediately in January, uh, maybe allow him to come to London, get familiar with the club, get his legs under him a bit at that level, and then and then find the right move. Last question here for you, Paul. A lot of people are going to connect some dots and see that Chelsea has recently been bought by Todd Bowley, who is an American. They are now buying an 18-year-old goalkeeper who is an American. Do the two things have anything to do with each other? Or was this interest that existed pre-Bowley? Well, I think probably both. I, it, the interest was certainly pre-Bowley. I can tell you that this interest started with Peter Cech, who was the um, essentially a sporting director for Chelsea um, under the previous ownership, under Roman Abramovich, and obviously a goalkeeper with a pretty good resume. Um, and from what I understand, Peter Cech is the, the person who took um, a high level of interest in Slonina. He had been scouted by Chelsea's network of scouts, he had been put on the radar. Peter Cech watched him, really liked him, and was actually leading the negotiations for Chelsea. The negotiations stalled when the sale of the club happened, and it wasn't a, a clear-cut sale. It, it was Things were held up, including player transfers. And when Todd Bowley and his consortium took over, you know, they have a, they've had a lot of work to do. They still have a lot of work to do on the first-team roster, and that includes a lot of players that are going to be helping a lot faster than Gaga Slonina will for Chelsea. And so, you know, Todd Bowley came in. He said, look, you know, we still want Slonina. We just have a few other things we need to try to get sorted through first. And eventually they looped back around and they got this deal done. So, um, you know, do I think it helped that the new owner was American, that he looked at a prospect that they were going to sign and said, yes, we'll keep him on our list? Yeah, that probably helped. You never know what a new owner is going to think or want to do. Uh, but it, it's without a doubt that Chelsea was interested beforehand so much so that the negotiations had already begun under Peter Cech and, and were simply finished off by the new ownership group. Well, it's going to be real interesting to watch his career develop. Like you said, he's very young. Goalkeeper is an interesting position uh, for the U.S. always. And uh, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see if he can make it, uh, make it happen at Chelsea. Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks again to Paul Tenorio for that. You can hear much more from Paul on this very podcast feed. He hosts a show called Allocation Disorder alongside Sam Stay School. On that show, they're likely to discuss things like what exactly the Chicago Fire can do with that $10 million that they're getting for Slonina. It's not quite as simple as you might think. Paul is also hosting a new spinoff show, which is also on this feed. That's called Allocation Disorder 1v1. It's where he sits down with interesting personalities throughout the world of American soccer. His first guest, I know who it is, and it's a very, very good one. So you should definitely stay tuned later this week for that. Before we go, your TV guide for today, as usual, all times are Eastern. It's a big night for MLS. We have four games on tap at 7 p.m. Charlotte versus DC United, 7.30 p.m. Columbus Crew versus CF Montreal. 
Portland Timbers versus Nashville SC at 10.30 p.m. And also at 10.30 p.m., San Jose Earthquakes versus Inter-Miami. All those games are on ESPN Plus in the United States and DAZN in Canada, except for the Montreal game. That'll be on TSN in Canada. It's also going to be on your local TV networks if you happen to be in one of those markets. It's also a big night in the Copa Libertadores. We have knockout round games, the first legs going on at 8.30 p.m. Vélez Sarsfield taking on Talleres Córdoba. That will be on BN Sports along with... Atletico Mineiro versus Palmeiras, another Brazil on Brazil matchup. That's at 8.30 p.m. Also on BN Sports in the U.S. and Canada. And then last but not least, in Liga Emekis, we have Juarez versus Atletico San Luis. That is on Fox Sports 1. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can subscribe for $1 a month for six months by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.